that sticky green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. That sticky green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. That sticky green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. We're back, we're black, and shout out to Willie Mac. What? <laughs> <laughs> It is your boys, Sight Terry fam. Shout out to Willie Mac. But before we get into that, though, we are here with our Impact Wrestling recap. Another what? So how many more tape episodes do we got? One or two? Uh, I think maybe one. Well, Rebellion would have been what? The, the 18th? 18th? Yeah, so it would have been next Saturday then, right? Yeah, so I feel like one. All right, well, they, they might have done. Nah, I doubt it because Rebellion would have been alive. So, yeah, so and they already said, you remember, like, when it first jumped out, they kept on saying that they, you know, they postponed and Rebellion until further notice. But honestly, another another solid episode of Impact Wrestling. We did jump it off with your boy Willie Mack coming out there and basically telling Ace Austin and, you know, lamest terms, use a hoe. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> For sending your boys Reno Scum out there to go, you know, attack Rich Swan last week, even though I did laugh because he was like, "It ain't no, ain't nobody at my door." You just heard somebody knock at your door. That's that, you know what we ain't gonna even get to that. But anyway, Reno Scum ended up coming out there, and then Willie Mac ended up taking him on in a handicap match. And honestly, to my surprise, Willie Mac won. He ended up winning after hit. Go ahead. It wasn't no surprise to me because Willie Mack was pissed. That's you true. Attack my brother, fam. But you know, usually with handicap matches, you, you know how that go. But he ended up getting a dub when he hit the stunner and the six star frog splash on Luster. I want to say, I think that's who it was. But yeah, solid handicap match. You know, post match, Ace Austin hit Willie Mack with a mean roundhouse kick, fam. And that wasn't enough, though. What did he do after he hit him with that roundhouse kick, bro? The good old running fold. And it was a thing of beauty, too. Oh, seriously. It really was. And, you know, him and Reno Scum were standing over Willie Mack, and, you know, that's how Impact jumped off. So, how did you feel about, you know, the opening of Impact Wrestling, the fact that Willie Mack basically got, what, the first 20, 30 minutes of the show? That's how you start a, a wrestling show. Straight action. Look, we got beef. That's why. Let's fight. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you got me interested. Like, okay. Impact, that's how we're doing it this week. Let's go. Yeah, man. So, whenever this match does happen, I am definitely looking forward to Willie Mack versus Ace Austin. And making me believe more and more that they're going to go ahead and put the strap on Willie Mack, though. Because I feel like, I mean, why not? I mean, go ahead and do it. That way you can move Ace Austin up to your world title picture. Because mm. as we see, looking kind of thin up there. Yeah. The Especially depending on the result of Rebellion, whenever they do end up having it, though. Because not, I don't even want to like speak this into existence, but let's just say she ended up winning the triple threat match, fam. Okay, I'll probably be the most logical person to be honest. 
Consider he does but, own the victory over. Let's say that this shit don't end for like till June, July, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't really see anybody who's done stop producing shows just starting off with a pay per view. You could, sure. but I don't really just see you do that. So at that point, I feel like if we going into like July, July's pay per view with Tesla as champion, they might just go ahead and take it off over at Rebellion in July. Which I would not be opposed to. Just because by that point, it'd be like, you know what? We might as well just hit reset. Yeah. And it's like the second week in a row you've been a component of like them hitting the reset button on all their championships. I mean, at this point, the only one I'm fine with them like not resetting will probably be the tag team division like post-corona just because it's kind of like, well, if not the North, then who? Yeah. That's why Even I kind of... Even though, thanks to the sports world, you know, free agents pop up every day. We do have some new ones, too. They're finally free. Finally. FTR finally worked, yo. I know they're so happy. So, so happy. But I can see that, though. I wouldn't be mad at them taking a bet off. Tessa, though, I mean, look, we get it. She, she knows she made the history. She, you know, y'all got talked about. Now let's bring some prestige back to this world championship. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just let's just keep it moving. After the Willie Mac match, go backstage, and newly signed Kylie Ray runs into Gail Kim backstage. You know, says she's happy. She's you know in Impact Wrestling, the Knockout Division. And who did Kylie Ray run into after that? Hi, I'm Susie. I like your bow. I like your bow. Susie? Kylie. Kylie. (laughs) It was just so so awesome. And then here comes the blue-haired bandit Kiara Hogan to basically just, you know, ruin it. She did hit, you know, Kylie Ray with that look, man. Everybody here is fake, but that would also be including her then too, right? If she said everybody's impact wrestling is fake, and that they'll be wrestling each other at Rebellion, so we will we will be getting Kylie Ray versus Kiara Hogan eventually at Rebellion. <laughs> then Kiara, I think she told Kylie that she won't be able to stand the heat or something like that, and then all you see Susie is throw up the ex and talking about that's not nice. <laughs> so. Kiara Hogan basically challenged Susie to a match later on, and look, I enjoyed this this little brief, you know, backstage interaction. It it showcased everybody's personality well, you know. It showcased Susie being Susie, you know, the happy go lucky Kylie, and then you know, the new blue meanie and Kiara Hogan. So, how'd you feel about this interaction between the ladies? I loved it. I need more of it. Like, Susie is a gift. In disguise, because I don't think they even knew Susie was going to be this epic when they first started it. Now, and then, Kylie Ray, she gives me like 
kind of Bailey vibes, but in in like a good way, you know? Right. Wow. I give yeah. I give what you said. Mean Girl Kiara is just awesome. I was loving what she was doing with Madison Rain, and the fact that she doesn't evolve that into her own thing is even better. I agree. Now, two gents, probably two of my favorites, even though one of them just got there in the Impact Wrestling, you know. Your boy, CBZ, no Chris Brown, but Chris Bay <laughs> took on Daga, and match was fine. Match was solid. I did laugh, though. Okay, it was one point where, like, like Chris was on the ground, right, and, like, Daga, he was on the ramp, and he jumped off the, uh, you know, he jumped off the entranceway, but he kind of overshot it. <laughs> And then he ended up landing face first. Like, he still landed on Chris, but all you see, especially when they show the replay, is, like, his head go forward. <laughs> Only thing that would have made that better if you would have heard somebody go splat. But all in all, though, Chris B, it, it did being, ended up them getting the win after using the ropes. And, you know, the ultimate finesse got a dub. So, solid match, in my opinion. How do you feel about this one-on-one contest? It was a pretty solid match, and shout out to Madison Rain on commentary because she was she was actually pushing along the, the the action and making things a little bit more enjoyable than it already was. And the fact that we will be getting her again on commentary next week is is so awesome. And she did end up pulling double duty tonight, though, because you know. She was in a match later. And I ain't gonna lie, her and Josh Matthews' interactions are so hilarious. It really is. Especially since this week they was being more friendly with each other. Right. Well, until, you know, she came back from her match with Jessica Havoc. I mean, can you blame her? Nah, not at all. But it was just funny though, because it was like, you need some water? Can somebody get, I'm what? I'm just trying to get you some water. <laughs> like, you shut up, Josh. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> fam. You, you seen what happened. And Lucky no, I came back. Nah, for real though. Could have left you out here by yourself. I didn't skip this intensely. I wanted to leave this segment to you. The Treehouse segment this week was fantastic. It was hilarious, like always. But I will leave this to you, your boys, the rascals. Take it away. So we pull up to the treehouse and Dez and Wentz are chilling on the couch and they talking about, you know, treehouse things. So then Dez goes on to say that he's invited Falaba and TJP to come chill in the treehouse with him, which is cool. And then Wentz is like, well, I don't know about that because I invited somebody to come chill with us in the treehouse. Then all of a sudden, Trey pops up and Trey was like, well, technically, we shouldn't be inviting anybody to the treehouse, but I kind of invited 4XL. So next thing you know, we got the Deaners, followed by and TJP and Full XL in the treehouse with the Rascals. I don't know what kind of pound cake, cornbread, <laughs> Indian food, follow up, 
passed out, but ain't nobody was really trying to eat it. Even the Diener said now. It, it it got real weird and funny fast, and next thing you know, Trey was like, you know what? I'm going to head out. And then Wentz was like, yep, it's time for me to hit the own dusty trail. Dad's just chill. And I was like, you know what? I'm in the treehouse. I'm in my right mind. Why not? I mean, they was all invited anyway, so, you know, you don't want to be a rude host. Right. Plus, it's their treehouse. You can't just leave strangers in the treehouse. Exactly. That's rude. That's how how things get laced. Well done. The rascals are hilarious, but I need y'all to get some dubs now, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when I say dubs, I don't mean treehouse dubs. I mean, like, some wits. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, They've been taking a lot of L's lately, so hopefully, you know, when all this quarantine stuff is over with, then maybe they can hit the reset, but ooh, I wouldn't mind seeing the Rascals hold out to go, like the tag team and, you know, the X Division Championship. That'll be interesting. Maybe. Speaking of interesting, honestly, I really enjoyed... The Ken Shamrock, you know, little sit down interview, or whatever. Like it was simple, but it, like I said, it was it was well done considering you know the people that was involved. You know, um, he was just basically giving the update, and I laugh every time I see anytime I see anybody in wrestling get hit with a fireball. I'm laughing off top. I don't know why. It's just it's just funny to me. Oh. But, you know, Ken Shaw is basically saying that, you know, Sammy Callahan doesn't respect anybody that's trying to improve their craft or he doesn't care about, you know, they supporting their family because he's trying to injure everybody just because that's just the person he is. Now, is this the first time somebody's, well, even though it was Ken Shamrock calling himself that, I've never heard the Godfather of Pain a day in my life. Who? And that doesn't even make sense. But, you know, after he said that, you know, the lights started to flicker, and then he was just like, I know who this is. If you're not going to control him, then I will. <laughs> Look, man, I know Ken Shamrock is going into, you know, the TNA slash Impact Hall of Fame, so there's a chance he will get the win, but I would actually prefer to say Callahan. But, but how are you feeling about the feud so far? Oh, my God. Stop giving Ken Shamrock a mic. That's all I got to say. For long periods of time. He don't need, to, he don't need more than two, two minutes. Because then we get golf on the pain lines. Especially what makes me even more pissed off is the fact that they backed out there with two Older people than Tommy Dreamer and Rhino getting a win over Jake and Dave Chris, bro. No comment. Because <laughs> I would seriously go on a 30-minute rant, so no comment. What about your girl, Kiara Hogan and Susie? So the hometown girl, Kiara Hogan, actually got a victory at home, and it was actually pleasant to see. Because, you know, the E doesn't believe in giving people wins at home. Nope. 
Once I found out that she was from Atlanta, I was like, oh, yeah, she definitely won it. And it also explains a lot. Because Susie's offense is different from Sue Young's. Until she tried to mend the two, and that's when she messed up. Well, that's true. I'm about to say, she hit the swinging net breaker with Bridge. Who who does it better, her or Nikki Cross? As far as, like, just a swinging net breaker. I'm gonna have to give the airs to Nikki Cross right now. Touche. The only reason Kiara's look better is because of the people who sell it. But Nikki performs hers better. The North took on Eddie Edwards and the Crimson Chin for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. Bro. The match was cool. The match was solid. You know what I'm saying? I laughed so hard, though, because it was one point where, like, Tessa was trying to close line. I think Josh Alexander over the ropes, like, three times, <laughs> and she couldn't do it. And then she ran up on him, and he just, like, muffed her in the face and threw it to the ground. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> Good times. But, I mean, honestly, like I said, if you watch the North, you kind of know, you know what I'm saying, what type of tag team match you're going to get. You know, they they basically like the revival, which is definitely not a knock at all because they did a damn good job of keeping Eddie away from the corner, you know what I'm saying? Basically using Tessa's bad temper against her because (laughs) we know what that temper can do when it comes to Tessa Blanchard. But, um, so the end of the match came. Tessa finally made the good old hot tag. You know, she got some outfits in. She got both members of the North down, and all she had to do was make the tag. She stood all the way up, looked Eddie dead in his eye with the ugliest face I've ever seen. And and I bet you that's the face she used when she said what she said. And turned around. And, you know. Basically lost the match. That you know what I'm saying. One, two, three. The North ended up retaining the Impact World Titles, Tag Team Championships, and you know, post match Eddie Edwards was like, you know, what you doing? You know, like all you had to do was tag me. She was just like, well, you know, I know what you really want. And so Eddie was like, all right, cool. He left, and then the greatness of Michael Elgin came in, hit her with an Elgin bomb. As Eddie Edwards was like, yeah. You know, continued to walk. Michael Elgin stands tall in the ring. Tessa got power bomb straight to hell. And I loved every way, every minute of the way the Impact Wrestling went off the air. How about you, sir? Same. And can you blame Eddie Elwood? That ain't got nothing to do with him. He tried to help her. You could have been tag team champions right now, but because you want to have an ego, take this Elgin bomb. Oh, man. Which also kind of just pissed me off even more with all this is going on because I am actually, I was like watching Impact just made me so ready to watch Rebellion to see how everything was going to turn out. And now we have to wait. And it's and when, funny because you, you remember that was my pick. I said yeah. Elgin because at, at the time, the 18th, he would have been officially in Impact for a year. A year ago, he debuted and Elgin bombed Brian Cage. That's right. You know they would have been pushing that on his one-year anniversary. So, I mean, you know, 
overall, I am going to actually give this episode an impact in A. I was I was entertained all around, stories, you know what I'm saying, moved up moved along and you know, it, it was it's a good build towards, you know, rebellion, even though we're not getting it. So yeah, I'm actually gonna give this a solid A. Touche. Good job, Impact. Agreed. Like I have no problem with that. It was it was good comedy segments with the Rascals. Hell, even uh, Talia Vachery and Johnny Bravo got in some comedy with her training for her full Metal Mayhem match. We got some storyline progression with the whole Ken Shamrock, Sammy Callahan madness. The you know whole Eddie Edwards, Tessa, Michael Elgin. So. Hey, I'm all for it. All right. With that being said, if you don't have any final thoughts, get us on out of here, sir. Final thoughts? Goddamn, Tanil Dash would look good. But you can find us at highflyerspodcast.com. Anywhere you get your podcast, be it Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Music, Google, SoundCloud, etc. By searching High Flyers Podcast by searching Hot Flyers Podcast on Facebook and our YouTube, by going to the Twitter machine and typing in at Podcast Flyers. For Dom, at Freshly Snipes 21. For me, at underscore Bobby Digital. And until next time, when our NXT recap, Rascal Wave, Too Sweet, Top Guys Out.